0: I am Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today I have a great guest on because one of the things that I find is that sometimes, you know, when you're a trained professional, you don't always know the business side of your profession. And one of the areas that that becomes very, very obvious that I work with a lot of lawyers, it's learning the business side of it. And one of those critical sides of that is marketing. So I have a great guest and we're gonna jump into that topic. So definitely stay tuned. So without further ado, let me bring on my guest, Rahul Aleem. Welcome to the show, Rahul.
1: Hey, thank you for having me, Terrell.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Rahul, you and I, we connected on Facebook because we were, you know, we were talking about, you know, I was telling you a little bit about, hey, what I'm doing for law firms. And so I was very curious, how did you find yourself into working with law firms?
1: You know what? It all came by just mistaken chance. I actually needed a lawyer for something that I was working on, it was some business agreements that I was putting together for some licensing of some online content that I created. And when I got to speaking to these law firms, I just started to realize, like, how are you getting your own business? How are you getting your own exposure? So then what that ended up turning into from instead of me getting advice from this particular attorney, he ended up becoming a really good client of mine where we were actually expanding his brand and getting him bigger and better Uh, like reach and therefore bigger cases and bigger results for him revenue wise so he was able to scale his practice so it all came because i had a necessity and then i had a regular human to human conversation found a problem i can solve and then i started going after and working with a lot more law firms
0: awesome awesome you know i'm curious when you were looking for a lawyer like how difficult or how easy was it for you to find the one that you ended up finding
1: well, I mean, I went to Google and I started like because like I am I'm I like to kind of get things when I want them, like when you call a law firm, the lawyer is never available, right? Somebody answers the phone or screening service or whatever it may be. But then I never really got callbacks. So I understood that that may be the best practice of that particular industry. So I was like, all right, no one's calling me back. What the hell do they not like money? So that was what was going through my head. I'm like, maybe there's a problem here. So then I would go and fill in somebody's website form. Then. Heck, maybe the lawyer doesn't even get the leads because they don't even know the website form doesn't work. So I'm like, hey, I'm just not getting callbacks. So then I had to go to my phone book and then I had to call my buddies and I'm like, hey, introduce me to somebody who does this specifically? And then I got some introductions and I had personal contact with these people through introductions, whether it was text or email. But then I got the response I was used to or wanted. And then I was able to actually pay that person money <laughs> to, to actually contact me back. So that's kind of how I, I kind of found the lawyer that I ended up finding is because people online just weren't actually responding to me.
0: No, you know, I think that's very interesting because I, I'm always curious about that when it comes down to, especially if you're any type of service-oriented business, um, it's just how difficult is it for people to find, you know, find you when they need you?
1: Yeah. And one of the things we kind of joke around, because I've been running a a marketing agency for about 17 years now. So I go way back to 2004. My background was working for a company called Realtor.com. And then they ended up becoming my largest client once I quit and did my own thing um and and that's kind of how i really got the start so i mean internet marketing has been like in my blood since the beginning so like at least at that age so i mean google was just coming around and starting to become like that predominant way to replace like a physical yellow pages that came to your door um the bus stops became a little bit less predominant and more of a cost center versus our roi center because information just became a lot easier um but i think like what when it kind of pivots into like today's world, I think what, what what people want to see is like they want to be able to like authentically be attracted to the company and feel like their their needs are heard. Um, and the easiest and fastest way to do that is like, honestly, just put your content on the Internet. And you have to be strategic about it, because we don't want to run in circles. There's no reason to waste a ton of energy just going through absolute motion. We want to actually have the strategy behind it. So one of the big things that we've been telling everybody for at least a couple of years now, maybe even longer than that. When I say a couple, I really mean like five or six, uh, but more and more aggressively is like, do video do lots of video like we're doing this video now we're doing this it's going to go on a podcast it's going to go in multiple areas when people actually see it but the point being is people get to authentically hear our conversation they get to see our tonality if they're going to see it on video or they get to hear our tone of voice on how we say things so that maybe there's people that we can impact they'll say hey terrell's the right person for finance solutions and accounting solutions for my practice rahul maybe okay or the right solution for marketing. So we get to have this massive impact and we get to say it and use it everywhere so we can distribute this content wherever we want, on email, on our homepage of our website, our Facebook, a podcast, a YouTube channel, everywhere so this one piece of information now becomes like an asset on the internet kind of like we have these assets this is like a digital asset it can make as much money as much traffic as we want just like a physical piece of property right like you have a physical asset like a watch a house a car that's antique that grows up in value your videos go up in value the more you do and the best part is all you have to do is turn a camera on and say words that will authentically (laughs) attract like your client by solving problems that they may perceive they have
0: Awesome, I absolutely love that. I mean, and there was something that you said that I want to go back to. I mean you talked about you know you know you've been in the marketing game you know for quite some time now. I mean, I mean, from two thousand four I mean there's been so much that has changed, you know kind of what's been some of the you know, like you say it's like the major adjustments, or have there been major adjustments to just the mindset and the philosophy that people use to approach marketing? as kind of the tools and maybe the outlets or output have changed.
1: yeah I, th- I think like mentorship has become a lot more prevalent as we go on and on and on especially as we get more access to good people uh, but the big changes is like i try to simplify everything because our brain tries to make it complicated because if i go back to my grandpa and i say hey grandpa here's facebook go do stuff he'll be like oh my god that's so confusing but if i simplify it is like like for instance like when it comes to advertising um, I can go from like, hey, remember how like billboards were the only way to reach people because people were driving around. That was the only way to know that like an auto mechanic or an attorney or whomever even existed. But then we got into the yellow pages Then we got TV, then we got radio, then we got all these different mediums. All we're doing is it's the same strategy. It's the same premise. TV is now YouTube. Radio is now Facebook. So it's like, as long as we can associate that and simplify that message to people who are struggling to get more clients or struggling to kind of like identify, does this system or this new era work? It's only for the young kids. No, that's not it. It's just somebody hasn't taught it to you or explained it that it's very simple. Like, like all we're doing is one thing. We wanna go where traffic is. If our ideal buyers are on the radio, more power to you, do the radio. But then we, if our ideal buyers are also on Facebook, And we can actually maximize our reach and maximize our frequency that we can reach them with at a more cost effective solution to acquire that customer. Why not be open minded enough to be able to find somebody to explain it properly? So I feel comfortable growing my business in that medium versus missing out and using all this expenditure of energy of losing business to competition that's coming in. That's younger. That's wittier. But the guess what? They're not younger. They're not wittier. They may be younger, but they may not be wittier. They're just more resourceful. They're basically saying, like, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to actually invest the money because at the end of the day, the younger lawyers that have the flashy videos and all that stuff, they're still lawyers. They're still focused on the law. What they've done is they've leveraged other talent to help extract that information out of them and then do the distribution where all the eyeballs are located which is pretty much on the internet because every lawyer or everybody who's probably going to be watching this that's still around right now and when I say around I mean alive they know how to use google they know how to search for things well guess what that's how people are searching for you too
0: gotcha. that's you know and that, that's an amazing point that you bring up because i always think about how, you know When you think about marketing and you think about, you know, the different tools that we have to where like said the underlying premise may still be the same It's just the method or the delivery may have changed. So when you're usually working with law firms and let's say, you know, if there's an older law firm that's trying to wrap their mind around like, you know, how do I leverage something like, you know, creating content without. Without you know destroying, let say, the image that they believe that they're supposed to have as a lawyer.
1: Well, sometimes it starts off with a mindset shift. We have to understand what is the goal of what you're doing from a marketing standpoint to begin with. So we don't even go into the change of the culture of how they're going to be doing the content. We just have to understand, has the goal shifted? Is the goal to not grow? Is it still to grow? Is it to actually capitalize? And if that's the goal, then we can go to the next step. So once we establish that the answer is, yes, I do want to grow. Yes, I do see the opportunity. And my fear, my uncertainty is I just don't know how. Then we can actually say, hey, we're not changing your brand. In fact, your brand is why you're still surviving because you've been here for 10 years, five years, 40 years, heck. Like it could be a generational business that gets handed down from person to person. Who cares the scenario? But the whole point is now we're just taking your same personable approach or your same aggressive approach and turning it into a weapon that we can target our clients with to project that information out there. Because one thing when, when a lot of people get calls, whether you're a lawyer or any business for that matter, like a lot of people are looking for just information. They want to compare you to somebody else. Why you? Why you? Why you? We don't want to justify ourselves. And you're thinking like, hey, you called me are you calling me to interview me? But what if we were actually able to influence them before we even knew that person? Because now that we have so much content on the Internet, they may go down through a rabbit hole of like, oh, my God, I love that about auto accidents and don't talk to the police and when it's okay to talk to the police or the insurance company or can I talk to my, my former spouse and I'm going through a heated divorce battle is that gonna put me liable for something well what if you actually put that content on the internet that people already have all these questions and you gave them your backstory of how you started your law firm what your mission your vision your brand your expertise is and when people come across this when they call you guess what They almost feel like they're your like when you watch news and ESPN, like you have your favorite sportscaster and your news anchors. Like you feel like if you saw them, you would know, them like, oh, my God, I know so much about you. Well, guess what? Now you get to have that same impression on these people because you're now building your own broadcast station. And it's easy to do because we need one simple device. This is it. You don't need the fancy microphone like we have, like me and Terrell have. You can just use just this and that's it. Um, And that's where you start. And then you level up your skill set as time goes.
0: You know, and I think that's an interesting point you bring up because I tell a lot of people, I was like, you know, I'd say what, since April, we've probably done, you know, I was looking at the numbers. I think it's like 323 interviews like this since april of last year and people are like oh my gosh like that's so amazing and stuff like i gotta go out and get all this equipment and i'm like but the first 85 videos that i ever did were with a cell phone and like a 15 dollars lapel mic <laughs> and then, yeah like i said it, it started the groundwork of i always tell people i agree with you i tell people hey start small to start kind of like learn your lessons make your mistakes when it's cheap or you're using something you already have before going out and spending thousands of dollars on the best equipment and you still haven't learned the basics.
1: Well, in fact, like I did that when I first started wanting to do video content, I went out and I told my friends that were videographers, I'm like, give me a list of stuff. I bought all this stuff. In fact, it's right behind me. And like, this is the first expensive thing that I'm using, which is a $400 mic, which isn't all that bad in the grand scheme of things. I even have a switchboard right here. It's not even plugged in. Like I have the fanciest stuff. I go back to simple because execution and, and doing something is better than thinking about it and doing nothing. Because like when it comes to the game of business, it's kind of like when we were kids, when we played sports or played instruments or whatever our hobbies were we always wanted to get in the game but like when it comes to business a lot of people just choose to sit on the sideline because it's like i know i should do the video but um, something's blocking me from doing it the first piece of advice i have is like you're not going to be good it takes a skill to kind of get good so the faster you do it the faster you're going to get better so it's like that cliche the actions you take today will predict your future so one of my good friends told me your next your, your best video you ever will do is your next video you do so that's the simple thing because like while i can rattle these conversations off like the back of my hand and second nature i can probably dream about this when i go to bed at night the whole point is i can have these conversations one-on-one and but now i choose to do it one to many it was scary when i was like i had no fear when i'm talking to like in a boardroom of executives and wearing a tie and suit when when I was just doing it in my own comfort zone. But then when it was by myself and all I had to say is those same influential words to just little old camera, it felt like a barrel of a gun was looking at me. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so scary. But then I kind of put my own mindset of like, hey, if you can do this in a boardroom with publicly traded companies, you can certainly do this. When you're by yourself, because you're already thinking these thoughts as you're driving, just say those things in a comfortable setting like driving. I turn my camera on. Obviously, I'll put it, my my phone in the holster so I'm not like being unsafe for you personal injury lawyers out there. Um, but but I'm using that as my practice. And guess what? I'll say my name. Screwed it up. Okay, hey, guys, it's uh, then I screwed up. Then I just keep practicing. I'm like, all right, well, I got to learn how to say my own introduction. So I'm like, let's do that as the first video hit delete. Then I get comfortable. Then I start saying, like, here's a topic that's bothering me. Here's a topic where I get an objection from a customer. Here's a topic that's a myth. So I come up with all these categorical things and then I start just doing videos and then I'm just on my phone and I call content Starbucks moments. because a lot of people think, like, I need the strategy. It's like, no, you can just start with something that's relatable to your customers. Um, And when I'm at Starbucks, I'll I'll order my coffee, I'll walk outside and I'll do a quick little video and then I just have to upload it to Facebook with like a little click of a button. So it's record for 60 seconds. Click of a button. It's on the Internet. Now, guess what? By the end of the day, I can have 100 views. I can even have a thousand views. But in a year, if I do that every day, guess what that compound effect does? It's going to crush the value of a mutual fund or a real estate seven percent growth asset year over year. This is going to be compounding of your brand. Now it turns into like luck starts to happen. People start to find you. People start to believe you when they didn't believe you when you were talking to them one on one, but they trust your video and your content because now you became one big thing, the authority to many.
0: Awesome, I love it. I, you know, and I, I love the you know that you talk about. You know, the strategy you just talked to, which I hope people got, you know, the value from that. As you talked about is ways to break down, you know, your content and just, you know, very clear, practical and tactical ways to actually create a lot of content. I love that. So definitely thanks for sharing that. Now, I know you and I, we connected because I was specifically, you know, having a conversation about lawyers. But, you know, what are the other types of businesses, if any, that you usually work with?
1: Yeah. So law firms is one we've worked with a lot of our competitors, even like marketing agencies where we have a coaching program where we help them build a sustainable business for themselves um, because we do own a marketing agency as well. Uh, but then when it comes to like industries and whatnot, we don't have a necessarily a preference. Our rule of thumb is really if, if my mama don't like it, we don't do it. Um, uh, so, so that's kind of like the rule of thumb we have. But if it's a doctor's office or even a real estate office or whatnot, as long as they are ideal fit and we truly feel we can solve the needs of, of accelerating their brand or increasing their revenue, we're willing to have that open conversation so we can take that kind of project or client on. Um, but, but from a because we've been around for seventeen years, we've kind of worked with so many different industries, but we've carved out little micro niches like r- real estate being one, attorneys being another, and marketing agencies also being another. So those are probably the three most common.
0: Okay. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Now, where can people find you online or where can they find you, you know, on social media if they're looking to connect with you?
1: Yeah. If you go to this website on my hat, customcreatives.com, that's probably, that's my website. You can always connect to me there. But if you want to connect with me personally, so you actually reach me, I would just go to like LinkedIn or Facebook and type in Rahul Aleem. Um, And then find like I know that there's a lot of like fake profiles out there. LinkedIn um, should be relatively legitimate. You'll see like my posts if it's active and it sounds like the person that's talking on this uh, podcast right here or wherever you're seeing it. As long Because my voice on what I say is also my voice on my written words, too, because I like to be as authentic as humanly possible. Those will be the two best mediums for me.
0: Off of, you know, that's a very interesting point you brought up because it, it's one of those things that I've kind of learned in creating content and just meeting different people. I think that that's been a huge value of when you put out content on such a regular pro- basis, when there are fake profiles that pop up, it's just like, well, people are used to hearing the authentic me. They can kind of read through like, yeah, that's not really Terrell or that's not really Rahul. I like I know the real Rahul.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just so so many people when they get on microphones and this is just a tip here, like don't change your tone of voice and sound like you're an actor, like be you. It's so much easier to be yourself and authentic because people will be truly attracted to you. It'll be just so much easier because like there's a couple of values that you're going to get from doing content on a regular basis. But number one, simplify it. Like if it feels scary, just start with one. Don't get overwhelmed and do nothing. That's not going to be the solution. At least start. That's the only thing I ask of everybody here is start. Do try it and, and, and do your best to get past the fear of like being on video because you're only judging yourself. The audience should not be denied your talent and your vision and your superior service of your competitors. Um, and just stay as consistent once you get a little bit comfortable. And keep things extremely, extremely simple because the the people on the other side are not judging you. Only you are judging you. So that's the number one thing is we get self-conscious that we need a haircut. We haven't shaven. We're too fat or too ugly, whatever. I mean, trust me, I know all of those things of people who are famous. There's ugly people, there's fat people, but it's all self-conscious, right? So so just give your give your talent to the world and give them your gift. Don't hide. Don't deny it. I mean, it's going to make your life a lot more fun, a lot more easier. Um, and, And that's kind of my 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 ending words, if you will.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I love it, Raul. Raul thank you, man. It, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. And and I'll say before we wrap up, can you repeat that website one more time for people who are looking for you?
1: Yeah. Customcreatives.com. And that's plural. So it's customcreatives with an S at the end.com.
0: Awesome. I love it. Well, Raul, thanks for being an amazing guest on the show. Yep. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning into another episode of The Law and Finance Show, where we talk about the finance and the business side of running a law firm. Now, if you know another law firm, don't be selfish. Make sure you tell them about this show and hit that subscribe button so you get updates whenever we release a new episode.